literally watched that whole match too. Dude, I did too. I for some reason, I thought it was a tiebreaker as well, but it was just because the Isner one did. Isner one just scrambled my head because I just watched that one yeah. too. No doubt it. And Isner got through on Gomez. Yeah, yeah, facts. Montpellier. Mont Montpellier. How <laughs> the. You got that? If if Beauty and the Beast needs a uh, new candlestick for for the the next uh, the, the the sequel, I'm putting your name in. Wasn't the lobster? Or no, that's a uh, sorry. God, that's what, what? What are you mixing up over there? The lobster was not the that, lobster. That was no. What movie are you talking about? That oh. was the girl from the the Little Mermaid. <laughs> they just mixed together. They all mixed together. Happy Sunday, JP. You got a big match in a little bit, so we got to keep it moving out here. I know you got to go get stretched out, get that get that shoulder warmed up. Yeah, big inner club four five match. You're stepping up to the plate, dude. Let's I mean, go. I, I, you're, I I can tell you're juiced up. You got your shoes already laced up. Got your got your sticks behind you here. Yeah, yeah, I'm ready to What's, roll. I feel like you were you, you were inspired by the uh, Benny the Bull yesterday. Yeah, Benny Benny came through. Uh, just fought hard all the way through all of his matches. Played a big dog in the beginning, get but then. Got through that one and finished three and one on the day and just battled everybody coming into the net, chopping people's legs out, hitting big top spin. For those of you guys that do not know, <laughs> Benny Patton is Joe's eight year old son, the middle child. He's got the uh he's definitely a middle child. There's no mistake about it. He's just the way this kid goes about his business is uh he's just he's he's a he's a pro already. It's like the kid is all business. You can just tell me he was sitting in his chair before his matches, just like being all quiet, you're like, oh, he's what, very, he's what's very going methodical. on, Benny? He's very methodical, dude. He's like, what, what's going on? Just, just a little nervous. <laughs> yeah. like, like an eight-year-old. I'm like, most people are just like, you know, eating Oreos, just like dude, out, out. You told him the best advice that you said. You're only nervous because you care. For sure. No, I, that's I, the truth. I'm glad he. I'm glad you had me on speakerphone because I was like, man, if you don't care, you're, that's the only way. You, like the things I don't get nervous about, I don't care about. That's if, the truth. If I'm nervous, I'm like, at least I got a, at least I got a pulse. In like, tennis, you have to feel nervous. If you're not feeling nervous, then you're not in the right level either. You, yeah, it's. I think the best matches I played. I mean, I had a sense of like nervous energy that like I you have to. And if you channel it the right way, oh, that, yeah. that's where you play your best tennis. Is like Keep growing it, exactly. growing the momentum. It slowly takes over. As long as you don't let it kind of hinder your your thought process and kind of your your strategy, it's it's good stuff. So it is. Um, no, shout to Benny. I mean, at his age, eight year old playing twelve year olds. That is a massive age gap. It's a big age gap in college. Watching these college players in Seattle at the uh, indoor nationals this past weekend. Watching a freshman take on a senior that has been experienced through a bunch of battles and stuff, it's just like a it's a confidence thing. It's a knowing how to kind of process different situations. It's it's a big, but at eight and twelve, it's even a bigger gap because yeah. So it's there's a lot of mass in the in the legs that he just doesn't have yet. I'm trying to tell him like, you know what, you're gonna get bigger. <laughs> you're gonna get bigger. That's and then true. you'll have all the timing down. Yep. So just keep standing in on it. He was trying to stand in on it. The ball just when the play a kid with shoulders that are. Big. Hey, big adjust from orange ball to green ball, man. It's it's, it's just, yeah. It's only up from here though. It's only up. Anyway, so let's get <laughs> let's get into some of the action this week. It's been a I mean a ton of fun tennis around the world. We got action in Dallas, action in Montpellier. We got Rotterdam coming up, and then on the women's side, if we we would just we'll quickly shout out that they have Abu Dhabi and and Linz as well. So in Austria, been a lot of fun to kind of watch all the action. I've watched as much of the women's as I could. Um, Bench it's looking good. Bench is, dude, she's looking good. She's playing Samsonova in the final. Uh, I believe that match is going on 
right now. Quick yeah, update. It is. Yeah, Abu Dhabi. Let's see. Quick update. Yeah, Benchich is Oh, it's lost the first set 6-1 in a breaker in the second, 6 all in the in the, in the breaker. Ooh. That's a good match. Um so anyway, let's start off in Dallas where we had a bunch of Americans in this draw. Uh we briefly discussed this one the other day, but I mean, Dallas is just this is the second year of the tournament. What a draw that they've been able to kind of put together. Amazing. And S- on SMU's campus, shout out to the Mustangs. I mean, just it looks like a really cool, intimate atmosphere. That and Opelka won that right last yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, Opelka took out. So they got another giant beast going for the and and uh, Isner. Isner plays today. his best tennis in on his home soil. I mean, when he, I feel like whenever he comes here, and as, as long as it's not the U.S. Open, is I mean, whether it's Atlanta City Open, Western, I mean, he just plays so well. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's just home cooking. Obviously, he's from. I believe he's from Dallas, sleeping in his own bed, so he's got that home cooking. Um, I mean, just the serve was lit up. He was winning games. He had four. JJ he had four breakpoint defenses with just aces. Oh, he was. He was love forty, and <laughs> I think he went four aces. I think it was four aces. I mean, he's just and then like I watched, every ball was untouchable. Yeah, untouchable. It jumps up, and he's hitting a hundred. And, Forty miles per hour. Isner's doing this coming off injury. Like it's not yeah. like he's been. He, he's just coming off injury, and he, like he's just kind of getting his legs back underneath. He looks kind of wobbly. He does, but like his he's a six ten guy, yeah. and the fact that his fitness is this deep in his career, Isner's pushing. Probably, let me quickly look up. He's thirty seven. Yeah, thirty seven. Been doing this for a long time since turned pro in 07. So he's been pro for sixteen years. The fact that he has that type of like, yeah. he's never going to be the best yeah. mover on tour, obviously, but like. The fact that he can kind of last with these guys physically is just ridiculous. Well, that's what I was made because I was pulling for, to be honest, I was pulling for JJ Wolf, but like I was just. <laughs> you like, can be honest on this podcast. We- I, <laughs> I mean, clearly, but like I like that Isner, like I felt like he was just counter punching JJ Wolf, like kind of standing in on him, trying to bomb him off the court. And it's like, okay, play my game, yep. stay in that world. Like Isner weathered the storm with that, and he, 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 he kind of he welcomed JJ into playing that style. And yeah. I think that's what happens with all these players. You goaded him into it. Like, he, come on. Yep. Emilio go. Gomez, uh, another guy that had the best week of his life, yeah. ma- makes his first ATP quarterfinal. It's awesome. Um, no, I mean, I'm super happy for Emilio. He had some of the best shots. Of, we actually just did a collaboration on the Instagram with his, his drop shot volley he hit. Yeah. Came back over on the other side of the net after one bounce. You saw that against uh, Kachmanovic. Oh, yeah, yeah. Six, six shot. I was I was messaging Emilio. He was like, he's like, uh, yeah, they missed – my other three best shots. He's like, you know, I was like, damn, dude. I was like, we gotta, you got, I don't know. We need to figure out a way to get these. We gotta get him we in gotta there. Promote these Andres players. Gomez, his dad. I do feel like the ATP tour does not do a great job of promoting the players that are outside the top. It's terrible. Thirty. It, I agree, hundred percent. It's like what they like don't you, talk about. You can get just as many views on videos if you post the best shots of the players that are seventy to one hundred and fifty oh, or yeah. whatever. Then you can't like. We do it with college tennis ourselves all, all day, every day, like at, at Tennis Point USA on our on our channels. It does not, like, good tennis is good tennis. It's like, Absolutely. I don't know why the ATP Tour account, I mean, we're, Tennis Point's a, a sponsor of these, Clearly, these guys. Tennis so Point, we love Tennis we, Point. We, we, yeah, we love them, we love ATP, but it's like, just promote these lesser names Absolutely. more. Like, you and gotta, lesser tournaments. And, and lesser tournaments. Give some more love and shine to these guys, because these guys, the shot making and the incredible, like, there's ESPN top 10 plays on these matches too. I agree. It's just like, show them some love. But anyway, the action in Dallas has been amazing. You've got the biggest story would be probably th- th- this Wu Yibing. I'm saying his name incorrectly. I, I should have. Uh, how, how are you supposed to say it? Wu Yibing. I believe it's in China. You say the last name first. So it's Wu. Wu is his first name. And Yibing. then Yibing, I believe. So we're, that's our best shot for now. 
Uh, this kid, this kid's incredible. I mean, this kid just went to the finals in Cleveland last week, lost to uh, Kovacevic in a in a fun final. And Gruskin from Cracked Rackets was like, if you haven't watched this guy yet, tune into this guy because this guy's a real deal. Well, he had the hardest draw in Dallas. Oh, for sure. He went through Momo, who, Momo. And I was like, and I was like, double you know, M. I'm thinking like, there's like he just cracked inside the top 100, not like. A week ago, it feels like. Yeah. And I'm like, there's no, like, I think he's got to be a little tired coming from Cleveland on a quick quick changeover. Takes out Momo in a, three, a third setter. Momo just made his run at the Aussie Open. Then takes out Shapovalov, Shapovalov. in straight sets. Yeah. Looked like the he was he was domi- he dominated that match from the jump. I mean, he was the one that was in control of the, the, the rally. He had Shapovalov just wrong-footed just throughout the entire match. Then he takes out Manorino. Manorino. And Manorino's never a fun opponent to play, especially your first time you're no, playing against him. No. Plays such a funky style, and you have to you gotta go beat Adrian Manorino. And then go to Taylor Fritz. Goes through Fritzy down he was down in that uh love thirty, four five love thirty yeah. in the second set, with two points away from from dropping the match. Yeah. Turns on the Jets and just I mean, that was an incredible That's a big win. A huge win. And now he he's gonna play Isner in the final. He's in back to back finals in back-to-back weeks, I mean, yeah. this kid is special. And he's the first Chinese player to in make the open ATP era final. to make the ATP final. It's amazing. That is... But then, like, honestly, though, with Isner, that's a bad matchup for Isner. Like, this guy, like it, you kind of stand in on that. He just stood on big serve McGee. Because Wu's Wu, Wu's ability to take the ball early on the rise yeah. and redirect and then gather pace and spit it back out somewhere else is just all uncanny. Week, all week long. All week long. He's all tied up, ready for it. Like he's played Shap. He's played Fritz. He's played Mamo. Guys yeah. that can go big, strike big. He's played. He's played a guy like Manorino who's going to try to make make the rally a little funky. Yeah. And he's dealt with everything. And it's yeah. like he's. I think he's twenty three years old. He's still young. Just walking into his prime right now. He's got the legs to last. You can just tell the way I like the way he's built. He's just compact guy, and he's. I mean, you see him run around the the four, like when the balls hit down the middle of the court, he does the the interesting way of getting around to the left side, hitting the backhand. He's not always looking for. The, he likes his backhand a lot, and it's just his movement is really solid. His ability to press on the baseline. He's just he's stingy. He's not. You're not going to be able to press him off the baseline and get him into that. Uh, you know, the territory where he's not as like eight feet behind the baseline. You're just not going to get him there very often. And, it's gonna be a with Isner. I mean, I this is gonna be a, a yeah, popcorn I mean, matchup. If he gets through it, if he can get through it and win it, to get get it get home home court uh, championship for him, yeah, that's awesome. Isner's, but I just I know I wasn't trying to jinx it, but it just it looks like a rough matchup. Just for, for, I called it. I thought I felt like Fritzy was gonna get beat. You, wait, who, who's your prediction in this in this final? Oh, I think that Wu is gonna. No get way. Him. Yeah, that's gonna be a. Fu- I mean, I thought that JJ Wolf should have. Got him. He just went into the. He got goaded into that slappy power. JJ could have. Yeah. No. JJ he had. Just, he could have. He should have chopped him up and kind of. For me, it's a positive week for JJ Wolf fans and. I love it because he he didn't play his best tennis this week. He played solid at, at, and certainly at, at points he played well. But if you're if you're playing your your I mean I'll even say B minus game for, from what I've seen JJ play and you're making a semifinal at this level yeah. that that is well, the, honestly, things are only up that backbreaker at the very end uh-huh. I felt. He was confident with his forehand and just making big balls. I, w- I thought that he was going to take that, but Isner just got out 4-0 on him in that last tiebreaker. And mm-hmm. it's just, he fought back and was digging in, but it was just that that's just too much to overcome, right. especially right at the end with that serve because it's just like he could literally just ace you off every single time he's standing on it. He play, they, they talked about a stat. He played 
a thousand tiebreakers. Oh, he's got Isner, he, he, and he's got eight hundred wins in tiebreakers. Is that what it is? Yeah, I saw he just took the record for most tiebreaker because wins. he's just smoked those bombs. So one, I, I caught myself the last couple matches I've watched Isner now. Just I was happy to see him come back on the tour. I mean, I, I'm not someone that I'm not a bit I'm not a big Isner fan just because that style is not something I. Yeah, yeah, me but, neither. But in the in these types of events, I do find myself enjoying watching a guy that big maneuver himself through a draw and around the court. Like, yeah. Just just impressive to see. And I would say, like, I, I ended up finding myself trying to dial into his serve specifically yeah, and just exactly. try to watch the, t- the ball toss to see if you could get any, types of re- like any type of read on TV. Yeah, you can't. I have no clue where he's serving. Well, I was ball. like, he's going bomb to, he's going to bomb, and then he just smokes it out to well, the left. Like, it's just crazy. I, I, I've always found it fun to just kind of predict where these guys are going to serve, whether it's tendencies or ball toss. And I feel like I've you, you can get pretty good at it. With Isner, I have no – him and Cressy, I have no idea where they're going to serve the ball. That was a good match too, Cressy. It was. It was. So, I have respect for him though, like uh, like huge respect, beating Holger. We, we can hop over to Montpellier. I'll sorry, give, sorry. Well, I'll give – no, my last – What's your prediction on – On Dallas? Yeah. Isner. You made me – dang. You know, I, you, you know you want them. Uh, I want the young fellow, Wu, to take it. I like this guy. I like this kid a lot. And I – I just don't like betting against John Isner on home, and I'll I go know. against you I, I, on home soil. Got the whole crowd behind he, he, you. He's the promoter of this tournament. He's the one that's kind of helped this tournament become what it is. So I think that's, I, I think it's, I think it kind of holds a special place in for for John, and I think he's got uh, Dirk Nowitzki and Luka Doncic in his corner watching. I, I think I'll take John Isner. It's gonna just, be fight though. It's it's going three right. It's gonna be one tiebreaker that he's gonna take. I mean, it depends on that. That, is, that can yeah. we clean it up like that? I just I feel like it, if he plays him like he played Taylor Fritz, like it's still going to go to a tiebreaker. I just don't know if he's going to get three. I, would, I think that he might get him both sets. I I just no. I feel like he's just the thing I look for in these young the young guys that are breaking through is like what do they look like when they accomplish something big? Like what what is their reaction? And Wu did not look like he was. And see, I'm, I'm he, just, he didn't look super imp- like he looked he was very happy. Obviously, you know, dropped his racket whatever when he saw, but like he didn't look like a guy that was like. Couldn't believe the success. He looked like he was. He fully believed that he was a better player than Taylor Fritz. When I felt like, like, yeah, agreed. Like he's there's unfinished business. He's still waiting for because he's not trying to win a semifinal. He's trying to win the final. But like with, I feel like I'm the same way. We're watching the old guys. It's like John Isner totally getting through JJ Wolf at the end. But you kept hearing the uh, oh. <laughs> like he's like in pain to oh, get he's, through it. Yeah. he's just like. Not much left in that tank. Dude. <laughs> you got to play a whole nother match today. Good luck. That's true. That's a good take. That's a that's a very fair point too. No, and I just think, especially that match point where we goes behind Fritz, such a veteran finish ball. Like most guys would just try to see. They see the open court. They, it's match point. They're gonna they're going to open court. He knows Fritz is a bigger guy. Fritz is taking off. He's like, I'm gonna go behind this this guy that's not that mobile. But make make him stop on a pivot and and push off. And no, thank you for Taylor Fritz. Yeah, he didn't have that in him. And, Wu is on to the final, his first ATP Tour level final. It's it's big time news, especially for the Chinese tennis fans and to grow our game. So let's go on to Montpellier. 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 Which is right now, do you want to update on Sinner or do you want to do that later? Give it to me first. It's, we got the final going on live right Sinner now. Sinner taking the first set Oof. in a tiebreaker. Takes it over the American 7 6. So this has been the. I, I've actually caught myself watching. Maybe more of this draw than I was of Dallas. I've, I've, this draw was just I, I've been intrigued by Cressy just to see how he would kind of com- compete on an indoor hard court given his game, his playing style. Me too. And I even I'm not gonna lie, 
You guys check out the Mini Break podcast on Crack Rackets platform. I was on there on Tuesday. Gruskin asked me, what is the storyline I'm looking for in this one? And the first thing I said is Cressy. And he kind of looked at me crazy. He was like, you know, he wanted me to say Sinners, Bounce Back, or Holger. And I was like, no, I think Cressy's like, I think he's the guy for this tournament. I just think the, the conditions suit him. And I think Cressy's one of those guys that just like, he's he still believes he has another gear to hit. And it sure looked like he's he's pushing for that next gear this week. And it in, confused uh, in France. Whole, he confused. And he's born in France. Yeah, well, I didn't know that. But yeah, he's born in France. Maxine cool. Cressy. The fans like this guy. Montpellier. The, he got he got some fan love in, in Montpellier. It was easy to. I mean, I I feel like with the Holger match, Holger was kind of a little bit of a villain there. So like he he was easy. What, he what was, is Holger's deal right now in the he court? He didn't like that he was going slow, supposedly. Is that what it was? Yeah. I couldn't understand where the, where the frustration was. He screamed, was. hurry up. And then he... He said that? Yeah. And how, he, how did I miss... Uh, and interesting. He, and then, like, I mean, it's just like, you can see Cressy like, what? Turn around, he's like putting his towel in that little thing. It's like... Did you... Seriously, dude? So you, you're, you're watching on TC Plus, and they, I do love how they show the changeover. They put the dual monitors up, so, or the dual screens up, so you can see, like, the whole changeover. Did you see, like... I'm not going to say it's Rafa-esque, but it's kind of Rafa-esque. Like, how weird... Cressy goes about the water bottle business on the changeovers. In the both the two rackets, he goes like, too. Dude, yeah. He goes like this. Like, he holds the water bottle One sip, one like, sip. Yeah. What is that? It takes like six different sips without dropping the water bottle below his mouth. And then he just like sits there. Is it because he wants just little little portions like little, of water? I guess there? it wants like little... I'm going to ask him about this when I see him in Indian yeah. Wells. I'm like, dude, what's up with Why? the... With, like, how, you drink water really weird, bro. And so <laughs> like, is, is he taking two rackets because one's a return racket yeah. and one's a serve racket? Only guy I've seen Why, do that. dude? String tension, I would imagine. I know, but then like he he was losing, he was he couldn't hit a return to save his life. <laughs> I mean, it was going out into the crowd. It was like bing, bong, bong, ding. It's like, dude, just keep using the serve racket because you're lethal with that one. Dude, that's true. No, he's the only guy I've seen do that. It's super interesting for me. He's also got the rubber band dampeners. That's just a cl- it's crazy, just a class like Agassi, yeah. Agassi rubber band dampeners. Rubber band dampeners. Why? No, Cressy just. I just, had a big debate. Like it. I had a big debate with. Uh, Austin Pedreda, who's our uh, tennis uh, the tennis point product ma- manager, we, we he's he's a big city pass guy. He's all about like the modern day game. I don't know what he's about. He's <laughs> we're, we're, he's trying to tell me that Cressy's not a good, like a good enough athlete to hang from the baseline. That's why he crashes the net. All this stuff. I'm like, I see it the opposite way. Like yeah, when I look at like we have this. And I'm I'm gonna bring him on the podcast so he can defend himself. It's not like I'm just gonna fry him on this one and and not let him come. He, I, I've been begging him to come on, so I, I hope he's gonna hear the soundbite and, and want the smoke a little bit more. But Cressy is a guy that played college tennis at UCLA, played five singles, believe he had a losing record at that spot, and he stuck with like he, first off he changes he changed the way he was gonna play the game, and he's he's ridden that style out and stuck with his his guns, and he's. Like he's I, stuck with it. He's stuck. Like he goes you know in how hard that is serve. to come out of college and you're not even playing in the top three, and then you're going to be a top forty tennis player in the world. I think it says how like, smart he is. He's taking the percentages like, of like no one sees this. No one sees this. I'm six foot six. Uh, yeah. I, I'm serving one thirty first. I'm serving one twenty five on my second serve. I've got ridiculous hands. I've got a great overhead. I nobody has practiced against anybody like me. It's like I'm going to use all this stuff into my advantage. Everybody's comfortable sitting at the baseline and on in the singles especially. No one's really used to hitting a target on the return. Every Everybody's time. used to floating. Every the ball. time. Yeah. Like you watch if if Baratini would have done some of this against Andy Murray, Murray was blocking everything back at the Australian Open. It's like 
against Cressy, you cannot do that because he yeah. will knock off the volley every time. Well, you have to like it's like it's an interesting thing because even with Rune, who I feel like hits the one of the most lethal forehands that I've ever seen, he has to hit that lethal shot on his second shot every time. Exactly, and that's just crazy. It it's blows gotta, their brain. Apart. It's got to be hit. They can't do it. Exactly, it's got to be struck well and it's got to be placed. Well. I mean, they can do it, but they, can, they, right, they don't they do it over the percentage of like exactly over the time over he, the long haul. He holds his serve. I mean, he dude, can't he's hit going a return. One twenty-five plus on a second serve. He doesn't mind double faulting because he's like, I, they got to. The next time I'm, the percentages are in my favor. I'm not double yeah. faulting, and he's got to. It's just like he hits a massive, massive ace. But I'm so impressed count. with his. I wonder his, what his ace count. The was. guts that it takes, and like just the balls and belief that it ha- that it takes to to consistently walk up to the line. Yeah. And you know, and your opponent knows what's going to happen after the serve. You are coming to the net for a volley, and it's just like, it's just. I think that's good drama. Like the fans know what's going to happen. Exactly. Everybody knows what's going to happen. He and, looks like and a he's still going to do it. He looks like it, Clint Eastwood too. He walks up <laughs> all bow legged and he's like, "It's like, wah, wah, he's, wah. yeah." He's yeah. like, "Here it comes," Dude, and it so does. True. And it does. It's so true. Wow. Wow. He comes so in. Legendary. Comes in on the second serve. Bob. Yeah. Bob T. Comes in and he's like dropping you out with the volley. His dude, his hands are insane. The overheads are so clean. It's excellent tennis to watch. Like I, you were saying with Isner. Like, I feel like. I've always been jealous not being born earlier because I didn't get to watch that era that everybody cherished, you know? And now I feel like I've got to see a glimpse of that where, like, wow, it still works. It does. It does, but no one's doing it because they they said it was been, like, benched because you couldn't do it because you just get beat. But, like, no one's just trying it. Because, no, for the modern, where technology has gone with the strings and the racket technology. It's so much more precise. It's really not, yeah, and and it's not supposed to be, like, it's it's harder than it used to be, I think, back then. I do, too. Because the ball's dipping so low at his feet. With that, with the the spin that these guys can generate now, and Cressy just goes against all odds and is able to bend his legs at six foot six and sit on the ball and just he even if he's not gonna hit a winner on that first ball, yeah. he's gonna make you move and hit that uncomfortable second shot. And you see a lot of these guys that are that, these pros that are just not used to hitting those precise targets. They're just dumping that next ball in the net. Like Holger did a number of times where like if that if, if oh yeah if Cressy's at the baseline, he's obviously gonna make the ball and he's just it's gonna roll over the net in the same. But like with just that added little bit of pressure. They know you have to be perfect. These guys are just, they're crumbling to the, to well, the pressure. And, that, and like, I, who did he play right before Rune? It was um, uh, that, what was that guy's name? Uh, who, Cressy? It was Bo- Chorich. Cor- yeah, he played Chorich, Borna. like the thing with, when he came in is like, he comes in so much that when you come in, he's pretty lethal on you because he, he won't try to hit passing shots. He'll no. just smash right at your backhand. Exactly. It's like George is like sitting there like Dude, just he, firing these things he up. He wants to see if he, he tests the hands but, out. That's what I mean. It's like I he, love it. I do too because he's like, I'm up there all the time, buddy. Like, exactly. Let's see if you, let's see if like, you know it. Yeah. And most of these guys, they can't handle that. They can't volley. That's right. one That's one thing I... I just I, like because he doesn't them. try to hit winners. He tries to hit right at you. Right. On JJ's on, on JJ Wolf's game, it's like if Wolf, the next layer of his game is the front court because man, does he leave a lot left a lot of room for improvement up there at the net like he just doesn't look comfortable finishing up there and it's like he, he's either punching it too hard or trying to be too cute there's, there's just never and I think that's most of these guys it's not just a JJ problem and JJ is still top 40 the fact that he has something that that glaring from in my opinion to, to improve on is a huge plus because I mean it's only going to take him to be a top 25 player with his weapons off the ground his serve and his, his just athleticism, his raw athleticism, he's, he's going places. And if he can, it's like, but that's for a lot of these guys. Medvedev, same thing. Rublev, same thing. Zverev, same, these guys just don't want to hit multiple volleys. Yeah. One volley they may, they may be able to hit, especially if it's a knockoff volley. But what Cressy's able to do is, like, these guys that are trying to beat him with a multi, multi-shot pass, like the three-shot pass, 
it doesn't work against Cresty. Like he's yeah. comfortable hitting that third volley. He doesn't panic at all. A lot of these guys, they, they get panicked up there. They get like their feet kind of get jumbled, or they kind of just get excited and they just kind of just yeah. I just but, think it's fun to watch him too. I, I agree with that. I just watching him too. It's like like everyone has this slice ball that they throw out there. When you do it to him, he just comes in on it. Yep, exactly. Because no, it's he moving does. so slow. He's just like, that's my time in. It's like, yep. that's not even that good. That's not even a shot I would go in on. It's, it's like a mean ball. <laughs> so true. But he's come charge. It, dude, charge. It's insane. It's, it's insane. kamikaze every time. I love it. I and, I mean, Chris, against Holger, he had, like, the way he beat Holger, I would just go back and watch those highlights, guys, because Holger was so rattled. And that's a top so 10 player. Rattled. And Cressy just... He just looks so composed out there. I, I don't know why I could talk about this guy all day. I thought it was an amazing match, and I think it had a lot of drama. I think, like you said, it was one of those, and it's not a slam, so no one's talking about it. Right. But like that it's was true. that was great tennis. It's, it, I'll be, yeah, so pe- pe- people are not going to talk about it because it's it's a small event. But it's like this stuff is going to carry over to Indian Wells yeah. into these bigger events where you guys are going to start seeing him and hearing about him more. And Cresci's going to be, I mean. He's got to have a lot of confidence now. He For sure. There's like he's he just got tuned by Holger in Australia like a, less than three weeks ago or two weeks ago like whatever that was straight sets like got broken multiple times in a set went right back to the laboratory didn't 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 fix it. I mean he fixed whatever he was able to fix but the, the the strategy is the exact same seven five six seven seven six that's how he won and it's like that's a that's a battler it it, it was a uh, a plus for me, as yeah. far, like as far as like non slammer matches go, that's that was one of my favorite matches that I've I've watched in a while. Me too. But Cressy, I mean, just re- last thing on Cressy takes out Ruzavori in straight sets. Ruzavori is a tough customer. Takes out Borna Courts, takes out Rune, and now has a chance. He's uh, on serve with center in the in the second. So his level is good enough to compete with the world's best. Yeah, I mean, if he can just that's the thing with him to get through into the got he's got to win this second set on center. Center's playing good too. I watched him. Um, but he was playing that Arthur. Yeah. The, yep. Fees. Yeah. For the non-American fans, the 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 story in Fees so, didn't. Look I, we like had he, three amazing stories this weekend. He was we got French Wu. Guy, right? We got yeah. Wu. We got Arthur Fees, and we got Cressy. Those are, in my opinion, like the three the three stories that are like undercards that are that were surprises to the world of, of tennis. This guy Arthur Fees, eighteen year old from France. Yeah. Gets his first ATP Tour win. He was outside the top two fifty a second ago. I mean, what he just did was he took out Richard Gasquet, a fellow Frenchman, takes out Roberto Batista Agut, both of those matches in straights, takes out Quentin Hallis, straights, loses in a very well-played match to center Which in, he, in the semis. He, he, was, he was in that. I watched that match, too. He just was a second set for some reason. It's like everything center did just gives in. It was one of those matches. Center was playing lights out. And, and, and he, had, he had center. It was 5-4 fees. Love thirty. He had two points away from the first set. Yeah, and center came yeah. up with that ridiculous pat, that then, ridiculous backhand yep. line shot. But this kid is—he's electric. His athleticism, his ability to get around, flip his hips around the forehand when when it's hit. I mean, the ball was hit deep into the in the ad court corner, and this guy is still able to get the puppies organized to hit a massive forehand. Oh yeah. I mean, he's delivering blows off that wing, and he's just a. It was cool to hear quick, the French crowd kind of. Wanting him too, like all of his match rea- all of his match point reactions were just a a one. I mean, yeah. you just can see the joy on his face. Plays the game with a ton of like excitement and joy, and that's that's what I want. And then you know, I was someone that was concerned with. I believe that I lived through the greatest era of all time. You know, with the big three and Murray and Wawrinka and Delpo and Burdich and Ferrer and all these legends. And like, 
I was like, man, what's gonna happen when when it's these better. guys are, when these guys are now. gone? It's just better now. I mean, I think it's amazing because you don't know who's gonna win. I was just always just like, Sorry. no, you're good, man. I, I, you're right. I mean, I was just like, what's what's gonna happen to these guys? Like, w- are we gonna enjoy tennis the same way we did? But then when you see these younger guys with a little bit more like bringing the excitement, showing the passion, breaking through a little bit younger, and like these guys, like we we had Carlos, we had Holger, we had this art, we have Arthur, we've got. There's just enough guys that are coming. I was worried where the talent was going to come from, but tennis is not lacking talent right now, and it is as deep as I think it's ever been. I think it's like for me, it's the the green light on all of them is that you're going to get way better tennis because they all believe they're not running into the like buzzsaw mid. You know, nothing. The big three, awesome tennis. Djokovic is still killing people. Uh-huh. Like, good luck playing that guy. No, you're, Djokovic is still Djokovic. That's that's the coolest. The coolest part is that. Nothing has changed with Novak. And they they all get to play him too. So like it's like they still take notes. They still get to get schooled by him and like get their ego t- tuned up a little bit. But like when they play outside of that match, it's anybody's ball game. Like that's, you, there's no guy in the top ten that's like dominant over everybody else. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. That's fair. That's fair. And it's like, but the top ten is very good. Obviously, very but, good. But, but there's but there's all these guys. Like, no, it used to be different. And all these guys that are. If you're inside the top fifty, you have weapons, and you're able to. Your, your best day is is going to give all these guys problems. The biggest difference, yeah, is we just had this debate in our group chat with our my 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 ex college teammates. Is the top ten was absurd back then? I mean, like I just named a bunch of those guys, and you had, I mean, whether it was a little bit earlier when it was Tommy Hazes and the Robredos and stuff, or a little after, or like even with the uh, Nalbandians, or a little bit in, in Hewitts, or if it was a little bit after that, and you had. You know the the Burdiches and the Ferreres and all these guys, but it's just like the level of the top ten was was stupid. And I would just say now the game is just different in the fact that it's not as top heavy. It's just the depth is what it's impresses me now. It's like deep. every match, like back then, I was, looking, I was looking at some draws from like the 2012, 2014 range. Those first round matchups were like, come on, like these are walkovers essentially. Nowadays you look at these draws, and I'm finding popcorn matches in round ones. Of, oh yeah, of two fifty events. Oh yeah. Even these small tournaments, it's like, they, I have to watch that match. When it's like, you want to see Rusevori win, he's got to go to a 250 match. Exactly. <laughs> That's facts. You know exactly. I mean? and, and on top of all that, you got all these ex-college tennis players entering these draws now and having success. And it's like, I love to watch that. Like, I, I, this is what... I mean, the top 10 could become insane again because there's definitely a group of guys there like Medvedev and... Felix. And Felix. As Varev continues to get healthy. Varev would come back. They, they were kind of put a barrier up there, but it's uh-huh. like all those guys are vulnerable. They are because everybody has the thing. I think these players are now better at attacking weaknesses. And every player in the top 10, minus Novak and maybe Carlos, has a glaring weakness somewhere. Somewhere. And, and for me, it's like for Holger, it's, for me, it's harder to find with Holger. I think that's a tougher one to find. But like, and. Maybe with a few guys, but like with with Rublev and Medvedev and Zverev, like you know Zverev doesn't like the forehand, especially he doesn't want to hit the like he, he doesn't he doesn't pull the trigger on the forehand. You got Medvedev doesn't he looks naked in the front court. Rublev naked in the front court doesn't like a lot of like what Holger was giving him a lot of variety, different di- different ball height. Um, but yeah, all these yeah, guys, this is interesting. Keep going. It's keep going. I, I'm trying. Berrettini obviously the the backhand, backhand looks naked when he's when he's not able, not able to step in and come over like. He very, very, very rarely hits three topspin backhands in a row. So it's if you, if you kind of if you can kind of keep keep it mixed up and keep it moving right to left and attack the backhand, you're gonna have a lot of success. What's Casper? Taylor Fritz. The movement has been a liability. Casper Rude. You saw Ben Shelton did to him in Cincinnati, knocking him off his pivot, getting 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 him pushed back into the into the outer thirds and just pushing him off his spot a little bit. 
and guys that can kind of eat up the top spin ball, that ball goes chest height. If guys can knock it down like Ben that are super athletic and very strong up top, that, that ball doesn't phase him. What about him. Hubie? Oh, the forehand. It's a, it's a glaring weakness. He, he'll, he'll attack the backhand with authority. The forehand, he's afraid to step in and get around the ball and, yeah. and, and punish it. That's so, so it's like true. All that these, is so cool. And, and I mean, a guy that serves as big as he does, and has it's just like it's weird that his next best shot after the serve is the backhand and, and his, his volleys. But the forehand, he's, he's not able – like. You, you can attack the forehand. You can go right through his forehand. That's what these Felix, Felix Noah's other guys do in the big matches. What's they Cam just, Nori? Oh, uh, that's he's very good at, with his variety, and it, like that's he's he's very good moving his player and maneuvering the ball on the court. Uh, he's got a little bit of firepower, but doesn't. I mean, would you say that Cam Nori's the most annoying player to play? For sure, for sure, def, <laughs> definitely. I would hate to play Cam Nori. He's gonna grind um, you. I would. Yeah, he's a grinder. I would say. He's a very he's a very good athlete. He's just not quite at the athlete of, of like you know the Zverevs, the Medvedevs, the Rafas, the Carloses, the Felixes, uh, Sitsipasas. Obviously, Sitsipasas yeah, blaring there is back backhand return. Backhand return. Um, you can attack the backhand more often than not throughout the rally, but especially on the backhand return, throwing in kick serves uh, and breaking down the backhand has has been a go-to plan for these guys. It's awesome. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's like all these guys have a weakness. So back then, I think it was just. Those guys were a little bit more polished all the way, all like all around in their game, but um, yeah, I mean, if you're someone like JJ who has, or like these guys that are have, like Cressy, these guys that have, or Tommy Paul, these guys that have real weapons that have, a, a, uh, I mean, Tommy Paul, that's a guy. That, like, that guy. What is his weakness? Like, that's a guy. Like he's, yeah, he's not six foot six. He's only five foot ten it. or five foot eleven. That's his weakness, I guess. Is like he's just not a, a freak, uh, physically like just his, his physical stature, but it's like he can punch. Elite mover, backhand. Total is ridiculous. Athlete. Total forehand athlete. is ridiculous. Like a ballerina. Can volley. Can yeah, I mean he's he's got the IQ. So it's like for me, it's harder to find his his weakness. It's just he doesn't have the um, the natural uh, God given born six foot nine. Kind of six foot, yeah, yeah. Exactly. massive guy. But but he's still hitting one twenty five on the serve. Um, no, been an incredible week, week of tennis. Yeah, I that can, was cool. We didn't know we were going to talk about the top tens like glaring like one whole weakness. Which, no, like, it, I find that way more interesting. You watch enough tennis as you watch <laughs> as much tennis as I do. I feel like Nate Walworth can just spit that out. That you, is you, sick. You kind of just categorize that in your head is when when you're watching these top matchups enough. So um, no, and I think that's that's the fun part about it, is it's all about matchups in tennis. It doesn't like it's not about the ranking when you play. It's about what can you take away from them and what can you do. Well, more successfully and over to some point too, long like long. all these younger guys, it's like they don't have a glaring weakness because it's just not known yet. Exactly. It's like we haven't yep. seen enough yep. of But also that and a lot of these guys like the Holgers and the Carlos's, they're the way they're coached is just like Holger yeah. Ferrero Carlos. Juan Carlos Ferrero and Maradigal and these guys, they're adding so many layers to these guys' games before like before they can get to age twenty. I mean, you've seen Holger practice with Maradoglu this drop shot that he's been working on. So it's like he hasn't added in there. I don't think he's used it a ton yet, but it's it's coming and it's something that he's working on to get. He's very compared to any other any other teenager looks very comfortable coming forward. Yeah, Carlos. Carlos, is, the variety. Same thing. Is the variety is sick. He can punish you off the court with a massive ball off either wing. Yeah, he has the n- nasty hands. He can serve and volley. He can. On the return, he can sit way back in the baseline and absorb pace. Big can, hoppy topspin, or he just can a press dart. up on the baseline and take it on the yeah. rise. It's just like it, it causes a lot of problems for these guys. Yeah. So that's all I got on the ATP side. For for tennis fans looking for action that I would be tuning into is today's action in Seattle, Washington, and tomorrow the semifinals and the finals of the ITA Indoor Nationals. It is. Unbelievable how good college tennis is right now. It's on YouTube. It's on YouTube. 
Cracked Rackets stream. I cannot wait for the men's to go next week. I will be going there for Sunday and Monday. But guys, I mean, the depth. I I know it's just I, I guess that's a, that's the theme today. But like watching the Tar Heels, who have won this will be their fourth straight if they are able to take it. Their number six singles player is playing one singles at almost I mean almost anywhere outside the top fifteen programs. That's awesome. And they they are missing a player last like yesterday. They fill in a their number seven player who's out of the lineup into the number six. And she comes in and wins. And Yarlagada, Annika Yarlagada, who I got to meet in California this past year, she's an All-American type player. And she's playing out of the lineup on UNC's team. And UNC just lost Cam... I'm just going to go full nerd. Cam Mora, who transferred to Duke, who's playing like a top 20-ranked doubles player in the country, who transferred out because she wasn't. She was kind of worried where she was going to sit in, the, in this lineup. This UNC Tarles team is loaded. Iowa State, Cinderella Story, makes their first ever career... They indoor have hilar- Nats. hilarious Instagram, too. They do. They make their first ever indoor Nats. They're into the semifinals, knocking out their Big 12 rival, Texas, the number one ranked team in the country. I mean, the storylines are just absurd. Georgia, massive win. It's Guys, tune in today. Gruskin and Perry sh- shining on the call. They've come with their facts. You know, I'll be in the comments section in the live chat, firing it up a little bit. But uh, we gotta sell gear. We gotta sell some we gear. Gotta sell some gear. That's true. JP keeps me. I mean, I get lost point. in the sauce. <laughs> no. This podcast, guys, as you guys have known, is presented by TennisPoint.com, your online tennis shop. Guys, we've had a ton of fun testing out rackets and shoes over the last. Uh, I mean, since I've been here, but I would say just recently, I've. I think I'll be making a gear change. Um, testing out a few rackets. I prematurely announced I'll be changing to the V Core. So you're changing that. What? What? I don't know, dude. So I tested out the V Core in uh, match play last week. I like it a lot. You didn't like that drop shot, though. I did not like the drop shot. I, I can I'm, tell that might, that I, one made you mad. Something. I'm bummed you guys saw that. I hit one of the worst drop shots in the history of tennis. <laughs> it was an embarrassment. It, I didn't see it. Like a four bouncer to the net. I I, I refuse to watch you hit a bad shot. It was a forty love point. I'm gonna give myself some some uh, some leeway there, just just so I don't feel quite as embarrassed about it. But I knew when uh, when you guys yelled down to me on court four, I was like, hey, that's, that's trouble. That's that's trouble. Anyway, the V-Core guy's a buttery stick, but just maybe there was a string. I got to put some new strings in there. I think my, my answer is going to be putting the E-Zone together with some lead tape in the top of the hoop to just get a little more weight, over, extended, on my, especially on the back the extended end. Extended one. Extended version yeah. for sure, 27 and a half inches. Um, I, I just, I'm obsessed with the Onyx right now. I just love the sticks that they have. The... I feel like it's just time for a change. I've been a Pure Arrow guy like like you've known for a while, but everyone that I know that likes the Pure Arrow loves the E Zone. It's the e- and E-Zone something about so, it. It's just a beautiful power stick that I think I'll go with the ninety eight. I don't think yeah. I'll, I don't think I need a hundred, which is where I think I'll be able to get my control and feel from. But it's just it is so clean. If you if you strike the ball in the sweet spot, which is a larger which is sweet bigger spot than most, because of that isometric. Let them know. Seven percent larger than any other racket. I mean, I was I was all Yonix. You were. I was so Yonix. And now I'm now I'm Babylon. But you have and you switched to Yonix. What happened? That's true. That's very true. It's getting weird out here. (laughs) But you have the prototype racket for the modern game. I think with this the 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 new VS, which is now the Piero ninety eight. Yeah, I love Um, that. I love that racket though. I got a little lead tape on the top of mine. Did you put lead tape on the top? Yeah, just a little bit. A little bit. Where'd you buy your lead tape from? Uh, I need to get some of that. I don't know if we have it at tennis point. I would, I wouldn't tell you, but it's all okay. Am- Amazon. We'll talk about, it. we'll talk about it. Out. Yeah, I yeah. Got it. so I, I need to get some myself. But guys, as far as the gear side as well, with the shoes, I would say, 
We've got a ton of new inventory coming in. New Balance. Check out the new New Balance colorways. JP's got them on in the studio right My now. My favorite shoes ever made. They the are lobs, the shoes. The Fresh Foam Lobs. They're so good. And the 996s. 996 are great, too. Those are sharp. I love them. Yeah. Anyway, guys, we got a bunch of new string coming in as well. Uh, I can, If you guys, you know what? I don't know who's listening by this. If you DM at Pure Tennis Podcast, I will send you some free string. Ooh, yeah. Free stuff. I got you. Exactly. I will send you a free couple of strings to test out. And you guys just have to send us a message at Pure Tennis Podcast. Let us know you guys were tuned in. And I got you some polyester coming your way. But appreciate you guys for listening. Been another awesome episode with my man JP. We are, I mean, we just, we're in a good rhythm right now, I feel like. I mean, also, our last episode, the most listened to podcast of our uh, absolutely our, our young career here at, with the Pure Tennis Podcast. Big hit, Cooper Williams. Cooper Williams, shout out to the man. Aussie champion. That was a fun episode. Aussie Junior Champion. Go listen to it. It's good. The guy is a smart kid. Can talk. Dude. Dude. Can, can, got anecdotes everywhere and is just a brilliant uh, tennis mind. So fun to talk to. How, I mean, how many 17-year-olds can you feel like you can just... I don't know anyone. I don't talk. I didn't talk like that when I was 17. I didn't talk like that when I was 25. I mean, I, mean, I, I think t- just to the last couple yeah, of years, I might have no. known found myself a little bit. I'm like... Completely dude, confident. I mean, like the confidence in just the facts and the, the ability just to be transparent with the storytelling and to speak on emotion. I mean, I was blown away. But not away. in a fake way at all. No. It's just fun to talk to. He, he would, nothing forced. Everything no. just feels natural. It just, I mean, he I mean, was. That, I would say that that's a lot due to your your excellent, you know, interview skills too because it kept it, it kept it going. There's a lot of, there's, if, if anyone goes back and listens to it, Nate drops a lot of questions on him so it just keeps the, keeps the mind working. I, that was, yeah, one of my favorite episodes of our uh, young career. But, guys, check Sinner's it out. Sinner's up 4-3 right now, too. Just we got to get to watching some tennis. Fun match. You got to get to a match. Guys, have a great Sunday. Have a great week. And we will be back with you guys soon. Thanks.